Welcome to The Risk Jockeys, a podcast about risk and risk management in nonprofit organizations. I'm Melanie Herman, Executive Director of the Nonprofit Risk Management Center, or NRMC. And I'm Derek Seimer, Principal and Senior Vice President at AHT Insurance. During each Risk Jockeys podcast, we explore a risk management topic that we believe is relevant to leaders in nonprofit organizations. Today's topic is Uncovered, Top 7 Coverage Buying Mistakes. During this episode, we'll discuss some of the common mistakes made by leaders seeking property and casualty insurance for their nonprofit organizations. So Derek, I'm going to get us started with mistake number one, which I'm calling going it alone. With rare exception, commercial policies that are sold to nonprofits are sold through intermediaries, an agent or broker. And many leaders who are new to buying commercial coverage, though, assume that the process is similar to buying personal auto coverage, which is sometimes available on a direct basis. But commercial coverage generally isn't. So the first step is really identifying someone who can guide you through the application process, who can help you understand the policies you want and you need, and also help you identify carriers that have an appetite to underwrite your type of organization. So there are many ways to find an insurance advisor, including asking a colleague at a similar or nearby nonprofit for a recommendation, or checking with your association or regional, state, or national organization to find out if there's a partner or if there are partners they would recommend, provide a list, or even suggest endorsed providers. Great. So I'm going to move on to mistake number two, and that is assuming that all liability policies are the same. This is really a two-component mistake made by insurance buyers. The first part of this mistake is the fact that there are different liability policies for different exposures. In other words, there is no single policy that will cover every potential legal claim that could be brought against your nonprofit. So for example, employment practices liability policies will address claims alleging wrongful employment practices, while fiduciary liability policies could address claims relating to alleged breaches of fiduciary duties. The second part of the mistake is assuming that a policy is a policy, regardless of the carrier. While some liability policies are written using standard language from ISO, or the Insurance Services Office, many others are manuscripted, which means that each carrier really drafts their own policy language. That means there can be subtle differences, for better or for worse, or significant differences between the coverages offered by competing insurance carriers. So mistake number three is sloppiness or carelessness on the coverage application. So I can't imagine anybody wakes up in the morning with a sense of excitement about completing an application for commercial insurance coverage. But any application you complete deserves care and attention. Once the policy is issued, the application is incorporated and becomes part of the policy, which means that even if you're covered, if a carrier subsequently uncovers an untruth on your application, the coverage could be voided, which would leave your nonprofit out in the cold. So remember to check and double check your answers on a coverage application, especially questions related to your knowledge of prior or ongoing claims. So mistake number four is putting your policy renewals on autopilot. Since very few nonprofit leaders really relish this process of applying for coverage, like you pointed out, Melanie, the annual renewals aren't a barrel of laughs either. But unfortunately, some leaders 
could potentially avoid the time and care required at renewal time by putting the process on autopilot. And by this I mean renewing the coverage without any consideration of policy terms, limits, and deductibles. A better approach might be to schedule time with your agent or broker well in advance of the renewal date to discuss what has changed at your nonprofit, what's likely to change in the year ahead, and any questions or concerns you may have about coverage terms and applicability, and of course your experience with any claims that you filed during the past year. These meetings are also a great time to ask your agent about trends they might be seeing with other nonprofit clients or with insurance carriers that specialize in nonprofits or really anything else that you're wondering or worried about. One more thought about the dangers of autopilot. Make sure your agent or broker knows that you want to discuss these important issues in the months leading up to your renewal and that they do not have your permission to auto-renew your coverage. Of course, there may be reasons to consider a multi-year policy and we have recently seen some insurance carriers guarantee rates for several years, and that could be advantageous to your clients. Mistake number five is doing business with an agent or broker you don't trust or respect. And sadly, during my many years here at NRMC, I've heard quite a few agent and broker horror stories, from lack of responsiveness to rudeness to lack of credibility, and even recently, a story from an organization who told me that their broker put their policy on autopilot without their permission, without checking with them first. And I've even heard a few confidence, um, a few stories about confidence-draining presentations at board meetings. And I recall a few years ago that the broker for a particular organization announced during the meeting that the materials he had sent to the board prior to the meeting were two years old. And then he followed up with, by saying, Nothing's changed, so it really doesn't matter. I put my phone on mute since I was dialing into this board meeting so the board couldn't hear me scream in frustration. As in any profession, there will always be some poor performers and bad actors, but you need to remember that your role as a steward of the assets of others means that that, that stewardship piece is the essence of being a nonprofit leader. And as a steward, your job is to protect assets provided by others for the benefit of others. So resolve to work with an agent or broker who's really worthy of your nonprofit's mission. Just as you would with any other advisor or vendor, don't ignore or continue to reward poor performance with your business. Good point, Melanie. And mistake number six, not reading specimen policies or even the actual policies. So here it may seem self-evident, but I'd like to emphasize the importance of actually reading insurance policies. As a nonprofit, this is important both before you buy in coverage, but especially once the policies have been delivered to you. Time and again, I'll hear clients or other folks in the insurance industry you know, kind of make light of reading through uh, quotes or policies. And the tired old joke that we hear is that reading an insurance binder is a great cure for insomnia. Now, to be fair, most of the time, you could probably safely put that binder on your bookshelf and not worry about it. But what we're talking about is the small amount of time, whatever that percentage is, when something really bad, severe, or significant happens, and your coverage is now triggered. Or denied. Or denied. <laughs> and now you find yourself really carefully digging in and avidly reading the policies and the wording of the policy. And it's at that point that the wording really makes a difference. So I guess my basic advice here to nonprofits uh, is really to take as much time as you can and as much time as you have available and read through your policies. You may not be able to read every single word, but even if you're just flipping through, 
you might spot some things that are worthy of questioning or bringing up with your broker so you can get clarification and really understand what's in there. My advice is to read, read, read. It's great advice. It's hard advice, Derek, but really, really good advice, and it's advice that we've given um, many, many times over the years. So you're going to wrap up this podcast with mistake number seven. What's that? Mistake number seven is uh, something that we see uh, from time to time, which is underutilizing resources that the insurance companies have for your, your benefit. So when you purchase insurance for your nonprofit, the insurance company, of course, is giving you a contract that's going to promise to pay claims when they happen. That's one part of it. But increasingly, insurance carriers, what we're seeing is that they're requiring loss control inspections even prior to releasing quotes. Uh, of course, we understand that adding another meeting to your calendar with the loss control representative from an insurance company may not be the most important item on your agenda. That's totally fair. We get it. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just hard to get loss control meetings scheduled due to time or even fatigue of meetings. But in some cases, you may find that an underwriter from the insurance company is willing to give you as much as a 15 or 20% credit, um, but they can't even release the quote unless that loss control meeting happens. And basically, in, in every loss control meeting that we see, a, a client is going to learn something new about their organization that they did not know before, and that's just going to benefit your nonprofit. In other cases, we're seeing that insurers also are including services that you've paid for in your premiums. You should really take advantage of those since you're paying for them anyway. One simple example of this would be, you know, have you ever met your underwriter? Ask your broker if you have an exceptional underwriter who really understands a particular industry like nonprofits and they understand the clients they're serving, it can be of tremendous value for you to meet that underwriter in person, um, especially when, you know, they're out there underwriting, they're going to understand your organization a lot better. I would caution you, though, on the other hand, if it's just one of these meet-and-greet social type things, it doesn't really add a lot of value. So you have to follow your broker's, your broker's guidance on this. If they think it's a, you know, valuable to meet the underwriter, I say go for it. Um, there's other loss control and risk services as well. Uh, insurance companies will provide pre-loss training, counseling, legal advice. You may have access to law firms who specialize in employment practices. Uh, they may also have databases of HR materials and legal and risk management advice. All of, all of these types of resources are available and being paid for in the course of your insurance premium. So I, I think mistake number seven, as I see it, is really underutilizing the resources that you're paying for anyway. Absolutely. And we've actually had an opportunity here at NRMC to work with a number of carriers to develop some of the loss control services and resources on, on custom websites that they offer to their policyholders. So we've really seen that, that firsthand. So that's a great way to end our top seven list of coverage by mistakes. I want to thank you, Derek, and also our listeners for joining us for episode number two of season two of The Risk Jockeys.